Hello, and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. If you're going to criticise me for using Poplar Tree Rhymes for a whole month, then you're all just being dicks. It's episode number 246, and I promise you, David, with your face like that, this is the last time a Poplar Tree Rhyme will be used in an episode. Dave, but with your face. <laughs> exactly. It's But it's worth, you know, you being happy. Because it has been, what I would say, a very, very happy week for our little potters. We went away and bit the heads off some hornets. And then, yesterday, and then yesterday we killed some endangered animals in the form of, of tigers. Um, you shot the Dave. tiger out. Oh. <laughs> I see, what, what happened there was I attempted some South African and then didn't back myself. Lesson to us all. <laughs> I was trying to channel ITV's uh, former drama Wild at Heart, oh, starring Amanda the, Holden. Yeah, the the one that it sat in that place on a Sunday evening, uh, where where Heartbeat once sat. That warm feeling Sunday night television, just to ease you in yeah. to a night's rest before getting up for work the next day. And and I hope you and Tom feel the same way about this podcast recording on a Sunday evening. You feel eased and happy, uh, especially this week. Um, a good week. Would you agree, Tom and Dave? Yes. Yes. Awesome. This has been a fantastic podcast. Joe Allen didn't play twice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a... that's. Do you know what, Tom? Midfield is a discussion point we will definitely bring up. But uh, some three-word reviews first uh, for the game that was Stoke City 2, Hull 0. We have Stupid Sexy Stoke, Super Mario 8, Always Beat Hull, Be Well Suter, Two Sexy Goals, Liquid Goal Show, Three Man Midfield, Tigers Get Mauled, Another Three Points. Um... Another three points indeed. Uh, and in the cup, we continue this week. But let's let's start with the league performance. Um, an interesting game against Hull, I would say. Two extremely sexy goals. And apart from that, Harry Suter hurt as well. That's a discussion point. But the, the goals are really the talking point, aren't they, Tom? Yeah, um... So, I assume everyone's very familiar with the fact that we have sort of the two-minute highlights package that's available pretty quickly after the game and the extended one that's like 10 minutes and normally shows a bit more of the game. I think nothing really sums up the game more, which I haven't seen, by the way. I I, I didn't watch it. I'm presuming this is what it is. But the extended highlights were simply more angles of the shots and goals in the two-minute <laughs> highlight, there, there was nothing out. There was no new content. It was just, oh, let's watch all four angles of that whole uh, shot from 35 yards that Adam Davis parried onto the post and discuss maybe them being bad at scoring. But yeah, um, from what everyone else has said, um, stupid, sexy midfielders, and that's about it. Yeah, stupid sexy midfielders won us uh, yesterday's game, Dave. But I'm still seeing online, and online is a, is the worst place to be, but I'm still mm. seeing questions about the balance of midfield and whether, I don't know, whether everything is 
working and whether we were just lucky yesterday. There is certainly a... You can argue that those goals that we scored yesterday um, are very, very special goals. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like midfield worked well. I don't know if I'm just stupid at football. No, um, I would say I was slightly surprised at some of the reaction I've seen. And obviously online, you do have to take uh, quite a bit of it with uh, just bags and bags of salt. Just too much salt. It's just just way too much. But um, yeah, uh, I didn't think we were lucky in any respect yesterday. I know the uh, XG was pretty close and maybe we'd have hoped for... So, sort of a maybe more uh, steamroll, steamrollering performance against a struggling Hull side. But proof in the uh, Bet365 pudding, we've won six out of seven games at the Bet365 Stadium this season. And whilst, um, you know, it wasn't a sort of uh, cut and thrust, sort of super exciting display... I was never in any doubt we'd win that game. It was, I felt really, really comfortable. Certainly from the moment we scored the first one, I, I thought there's no way Hull are gonna threaten us. Even when they had a few corners and stuff, I was like, nah, nah, it's not gonna happen. Sutar was once again uh, immense and was a big part of my sort of confidence in uh, seeing the game out. Um, but yeah, on the midfield, it is funny because we've we've made the point before on the podcast about how that Tom has mentioned it's not really balanced I don't think we've seen a fully balanced midfield yet but what we have seen is a midfield that does sort of work uh, at least up until this point in whatever combination of players we seem to play they manage to uh, get results and that is the most important thing I would say that Romain Sawyer's contrary to what a few have been saying, had a really good game yesterday. Obviously, his role in the goal uh, was terrific, but I thought defensively he was he was decent. I know I know he's not the role he plays whilst being the deepest line player. He's not a he's not a kind of defensive midfielder in the traditional sense. But also going forward as well, I thought his use of possession and his recycling of possession was very very strong. And I even looked up some possession statistics that do support that point. Um, so, yeah, he was good. If I was going to sort of have any question marks over any midfielder at the moment, it would be Sam Klukas, because I'm not really sure if Sam Klukas has uh, rediscovered some of his form from previous seasons. I, th- I would say he's my biggest question mark of all the midfielders we have so far. But, having said that, we've played four games in 11 days. Um, obviously going to be a huge... Uh, demand on the players even with our squad depth and our squad rotation and we've got another week coming up with uh, two more games in a short period of time if we're picking up results and it's you know not blistering fine it's absolutely fine it's good it's good that we're winning with fifth in the pissing league we're on the same points as Fulham like <laughs> why why is this so why is this such a controversial sort of um bizarre thing I mean I posted the tweet on Wizards which describes Stoke fans as um booing their toasters for two minutes then ironically cheering when the bread pops up I mean this this is I thought that game was a prime example of the toast booing uh fan base that we, we have sometimes because there was there was 
so much kind of nervous energy in sort of expecting us to do more than we were perhaps supposed to. But it was fine. I, I can't believe anyone would have thought Hull would have got something from that. <laughs> it, I mean, you say Apart that. Apart from Tony. <laughs> yeah. But like when the stats came out in the, in the build-up that, you know, they were, is it winless in eight, sitting 22nd, all that stuff that you've seen time and time again and then you expect... Oh well, they're playing Stoke next. We we've we've seen this before. We can do we can do them a favour. Um, I mean, that's just the pessimism of football. But I I think as soon as the game kicked off yesterday, like yeah, I I felt it was just a a matter of time that we were like they they had that, they had some shots but i never once felt like oh oh no oh no we're going oh we were lucky we were lucky to get away with it because we just yeah we we seemed professional and that's what i would call yesterday's performance a professional performance it wasn't top tier it wasn't fast and um enthralling it was just they they never got out of second gear and they never needed to uh it was a a professional job i'd tell you um Genuinely, it it was a an odd lineup. I felt to start with. I thought that playing Powell up front, that was like, oh, it it, it kind of shocked me, and I felt a little bit like, oh, I don't know how I feel. But I think it kind of kind of worked for what we needed. Um, and yeah, the I tell you, I tell you, uh, on on going off on a slightly different subject, I thought Dehaney played quite well as well um, as a backup right wing back I thought he did well I have no complaint over any of the players in the team yesterday um, and so when I went on the toxic place that is Twitter and I saw criticisms of like Romain Sawyers um, it kind of hit me a bit weird because I'd watched the game and felt genuinely just like yeah no that was a good performance that I guess people just football's a game of opinions right um, Tom did you when you've been watching back on your the highlights or whatever, who's who's really stood out? Do you think in the game yesterday? Um, I, you know, I think that from the fact that there just wasn't very much going on, like no one, but that Sawyer's run for the flick and run from sort of third to third, our third to their third, is is like my favourite thing. I love centre midfielders who just turn and run. Um. Yeah, I, I think um, not having Tom Ince there surprised me um, because he was awful against Derby but scored, which means, of course, you're going to stick around and play. But it does actually really seem now that he is he was thrown in there because uh, Neil probably wasn't trusted um, to Haney enough. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really weird to react negatively to a 2-0 win that that wasn't like uh, our only two chances we scored from. There was there was plenty of chances that we created and Hull Hull fought valiantly probably um, and and had a few chances. But Davis came in and, and dealt well with them. I think having him back in, he's a very very good shot stopper. He's probably ridiculously unlucky that he's not in the team more regularly. I think we just all need to take a chill and and for once accept that the league table is smiling favourably on us. 
And we haven't got Tyrese Campbell. And I know that seems like such a repetitive point that just gets brought up every single week. And Nick Powell's only mm-hmm. sort of just getting back to being able to do full 90 minutes. And if anything, oh, I'd be really surprised if we got any worse, um, like signif- any worse structurally or anything. I think having the, a system that, that everyone is fitting into were relevant of the personnel, even to the point where you've got Powell, who had previously been sort of one of the, the two more attacking midfielders playing up front. It's just nice and we should be really thankful that we've had a start to the season that means we haven't had to throw that out the window like we've had to do under so many other managers. And yeah, we, we, the league is nuts. We're, we're actually... We're, but we're in, the, we're in the group who are breaking away from the rest of the league, which... I don't think any of us saw coming, even in even in the best predictions. I think being where we are now, I think we were in a better position last season this time. I, I can't really remember. Um, but it, it feels like we're so much better this season, that we've grown so much as a team. And mm-hmm. I think I've seen some people sort of comparing this result to the whole result just before COVID. And it just feels a bit reductive to compare 90 minute performances over sort of a fucking two year period (laughs) it's just nuts especially when it's like oh well we didn't score those three extra goals well yeah okay it might have cost me some points in the nathan jones game but other than that who gives a shit we we also didn't concede that in a whole yes i know they're struggling but also massively different context with hull hull when we beat them 5-1 were essentially playing their academy side had you know sold their only two professional footballers and were just and it was in March as well March is where you kind of want to you you either sink or uh, sink or swim it and September we're still in bloody September this is the time where teams begin to figure stuff out and we look like one of the few teams in the championship who has figured quite a lot of stuff out already it's it's yeah, it is reductive to compare those two games, I agree. Um also on this the lineup changes, uh, I was surprised to see Bursic dropped. I like I'm not surprised that Davis came in and did well because I th- I thought and assumed that Davis would be our first choice keeper throughout the whole season with Bursic in the cup and maybe with a few league appearances here and there. Um but yeah, he's he's kind of rewarded his good cup performance. I know mm-hmm. Bursic was a little bit shaky against Derby, but I didn't think it was like a drop-worthy performance. Uh, Ostergaard being dropped also caught me su- mm. uh, by surprise a little bit. I uh, thought James Chester came in, did a good job. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure Powell up front worked necessarily. Um, that would be my only doubt about sort of the, the system he started with. And yeah, like you said, Dehaney did absolutely fine. And I think perhaps the um, to speak highly of Tommy Smith, whilst Dehaney did well, I don't think he has necessarily the confidence of Tommy Smith bobbing down that right hand side. I think Dehaney was a very sort of reserved, sensible performance. Whereas Tommy Smith, maybe he would have given more options on that uh, right hand side for us to create the chances that we have this season. Uh, you know, him bursting down the uh, right-hand side of the pitch, midfielders finding him, crosses coming in. Um, I didn't really see much of that from Dehaney, but that's, well, that's Tommy Smith's 
band done now. We've got him yeah. back. Thank, thank you, uh, Dehaney. You've done a good job there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm once again sat here feeling like positive, but with um, just a sense of this is slightly strange. Stoke aren't mm. normally this sensible. <laughs> I know last week when I was off, it was the week where we'd drawn having uh, had that sort of chaotic Barnsley game and then losing to Derby. But as I think Ben said on the pod last week that those results didn't bother me either. Like, Barnsley was a stupid game and Barnsley have been the best side we've faced this season. And that's been the only home game this season that hasn't been Stoke in total control of it. One game out, one game out of seven, and in the game we didn't have total control of, we had like ten chances and should have won like six one. So it's fine, even when we're not in control, we've got to create chances. Everything's fine. It's I fine. That's that's the really interesting thing, though. That seems more unstoke than just being good. Is that we looked way, way better against Barnsley than we have at any point this season. A team who comes up against us and wants to bloody our nose and really fight against us. If we can get some of our key players to get a foothold in that game, then, then God help anyone trying to stop us. And you probably need your goalkeeper to have the best game they've ever had. But these games, like the Hull game, like the Huddersfield game, that have left people... Pe- words. That have left people... That have left people feeling a little bit Uh, sort of empty and uh, not really um, enthralled by what they've seen are because we're facing teams who aren't coming up against us with with a plan to try and beat us, really. They're sort of thinking... We'll sit back and we'll maybe try and hold the ball on, hold hold on to the ball a little bit, and and jump in when there's an error made, or we'll just try and counter. And those are the teams that have been for O'Neill, especially, have been the teams that have absolutely stopped him getting any progress. We've been okay against the better teams when we're able to uh, play on the back foot or, or counter a little bit. But when we're asked to take control of the game previously, we just haven't we haven't had the playmakers to do it. We haven't had the attacking players with the composure to do it. Now we seem to have an abundance of them. Uh, 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 Sam Surridge was left out of the team. Um, who I know there was some talk about his finishing against Barnsley. That's wrong. The XG says he actually made his chances better chances once he kicked them. So there you go. Stick that one up your pipe. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I just. I, I'm so excited tell, going tell forward. You, tell you who Stoke remind me a little bit of right now. It's England. In that we, we so often when you watch an England match and you see the reaction to it, especially when mm-hmm. when they play like a qualifier or a group stage game against a sort of lesser ranked team, and say England only win two nil, for example, it'll be like, oh, that was so dull to watch. You know, England are so boring. Well, then, well, I get that from an entertainment point of view, but England were playing a team that was set up to frustrate them, and they mm-hmm. came through with a result. So we need to take that into consideration. And yep. conversely, the most exciting England games, invariably the games that tend to end in heartbreak for us, uh, are the games where it's like toe-to-toe, end-to-end football, and it's really exciting. 
but it's on a knife edge as to which way it goes. Like yeah. there was that Barnsley chance right at the end where they could have they could have won two one, and we'd have been sat there thinking like, well, it was bloody entertaining, but I'd have snapped your arm off for a really Boring. dull two nil win. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, like, just going going back on a few points, you mentioned about <clears throat> not being not being bothered about last week's uh, draw and and loss. And I think part of that, the reason that me and Ben were, were saying that is because we kind of just felt that confident in this team's ability to come into this week and just start it afresh and go at it new and not be bogged down by what had been a pretty shitty week. And I think absolutely justified in feel that, feeling that way. I mean, I didn't predict us to come away with a win against Watford and we... Not only won, but we won by a great scoreline. And then this game against Hull, I think, yeah, it was professional. I don't know if this Stoke team would do that in previous seasons. I think that a mentality behind previous squads would have meant that we would have had a, a bit of a, a losing hangover and we would have looked shaky and we may have won, but it would have looked a bit meh. And I don't think we did. I think we just came back into it and looked and looked decent. Um, and that's why I'm not going to complain one bit because we've got a squad that I like, a squad that I feel comfortable um, in the rotations. As you say, Dehaney, he doesn't look like Tommy Smith, but again, I feel comfortable with him coming in should Tommy Smith need a rest or whatever. I feel comfortable in the midfield swapping in and out. Um I think we've got good options up front. Um it's nice to feel like this. And God, none of us thought we were gonna be in the playoffs this season. We all thought that we were gonna we're gonna finish mid table and we still may. Let's be honest. It still may all come crashing down and, and hurt inside. But they they uh, they are performing above my expectation right now. And I couldn't ask for anything more. I'm enjoying watching this this team. Yeah. I, I know what. Sorry, sorry. Go on, Dave. And then I'll... Uh, I was just going to say, you know how you sort of mentioned that last season we may have actually had a better start, but it's just that none of us can really remember it because last season <laughs> doesn't really count for anything. Yeah. Um, but the, so the only previous season, so well, so the previous season, the free, previous proper season, when Nathan Jones started with. Was it zero wins from the opening ten games? Was it two points from the opening ten games? That's what I'm comparing it to right now. Like we've gone from a team that started with two points from ten games, having spent a little bit of money, to a team that is in the top six after ten games, which is a lot better, I think. Um, it's we've we've made the gradual progress that we needed when the club looked like it was hurtling like head first into the league one pile of shit there is one more thing though that that we we if we do i will really like sign off on the declaration that we are playoff contenders and that's the 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 three wins in a row that we haven't done since like Mm. god created sunday or whatever it is And every single time we win a game and go into a two-game week, I just look at it and go, "Oh, can you imagine? It could be this week. Ooh. Imagine the scenes. Ooh. West Preston, Brom on Friday yeah. night. Preston away. Mm-hmm. West Brom, who aren't in 
outstanding form in front of the cameras on Friday night, maybe with a cheeky Tyrese Campbell cameo after he's played a full 90 for the under-23s on Monday. Tyrese has form for scoring against the baggies in front of the Sky cameras. cameras. Yeah. And I think that is that is the, the final hurdle for this squad. Um, and we've got we've got fucking loads of time to, to to overcome it. We have tons of football, and I'm sure there's plenty of teams who who do have good seasons and struggle to win three games on the bounce in the crazy league that is the championship. But fuck, if we can do that, then it really is looking at the table going. Ooh. Because if we'd have got the the win against Barnsley that we deserved. We'd have been. We I think the only team who were above nineteen points are um, Bournemouth, who will fall off eventually because Bournemouth. Um, oh please, just two more wins. Go on, I dare you. It'd be so much fun. <laughs> well, you mentioned his name there, so I think it is time we play the Nathan Jones game. Little jingle, little jingle. If you're Ooh. physically sick. Uh, as, as bad a performance as I've seen since, to be honest, it's the baddest man, the performance I've had since I've been a manager. I, I, I feel physically sick, literally sick. I, I could be sick. I, 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 it's... <laughs> I have got to say, so, I love the jingle. I, he, Tony has done a wonderful job on the jingle. I've got He's like, done a wonderful, wonderful job. It's a wonderful it's jingle. A, <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, explain to us the situation with the Nathan Jones game as we go into the next week. Um, yeah, we had an interesting week. Tony's standard predictions didn't go so well, so he continues to lead on 28 points. Um, I really got overconfident with that whole 5-0 nonsense, which has cost me, so I'm on 25 points. Uh, Chris, I think you're the only person to have nailed results so far, and you did it again with the whole whole result. So, well done, 23. And Dave continues okay. to lead on 22. So, I, I mean, it's quite tight. Um, mm. There's a lot of points in it that you don't want. Um, and there's two more this week, isn't there? Preston away and West Brom at home. So... For Tony, that's uh, standard 1-0 and 0-1. <laughs> yes. um, I'm not joking. Good on that's him. actually what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Um, um, all right. Well, I mean, who do you want to go first, Tom, with your predictions? Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 uh, Stoke win at Preston and 1-all draw against West Brom. Okay. All right. Okay, um, Dave, do you want to go? Because I still need to think about. That. <laughs> um, I think we will beat Preston North End by two goals to one. I think we will. Ah, you know what? Fuck it. Three one against West Brom. Oh! <laughs> if it comes off, it will be, it will be a good one. Okay, I think away to Preston, we are going to draw nil nil. Uh, and I think at home to West Brom, it is going to be an edgy one. But I think we will win 1-0. Uh, 
And there it is. But you know what? Yeah. When we do beat West Brom 3-1, you know, God mm. forbid that we we don't create 25 chances and <laughs> play like fucking 1970s Brazil. Listen, everything... Actually, time and misplaced a pass in the 15th minute, so I don't think it fully qualifies as an excellent win. Before we before we go, because I can see the countdown clock counting down. Um, Timon's goal against Watford then um, meant it. Cause it meant it, Tom. Yeah. Uh, ask Charlie Adamant about it. <laughs> uh, Tony isn't here, but I'm sure he would say that. Of course, Josh meant it. Uh, but I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm happy for Josh Timon. I'm really glad he's having a good season. Really, I'm glad he's the getting renaissance the... of the man is incredible. Yeah, he, he quite justly won uh, goal of the month as well for our lovely team goal. Yes, which is always worth you know. And then has, yeah, has bagged it for next month too. He's won goal of the month and player of the month because it's time of season and we're just <laughs> living in it. Flag's gone. Games are on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thumbs you know up, Josh. On that, on that on that cheerful note, um, I think that brings our little conversation to to a head. Is there anything either of you wish to to say before we go away? Um, just that I'm a bit disappointed that we didn't get to talk about the um, geopolitical effects of New Zealand and England cancelling their tours in Pakistan. <laughs> Save it for wickets at drivel. <laughs> and Dave, anything from you? Um, fill up on petrol. We are running out. Get some now. For the love of God, <laughs> get some now. <laughs> right. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, I hope, as always, you have yourselves a nice week out in the wide world. It's scary out there. Just, just stay safe, you know. Keep yourselves coat, coat zipped up and... Oh, keep you keep yourself hidden away because it's <laughs> terrifying, isn't it? It's all scary. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, remain calm. <laughs> exactly. Remain calm. Right. See you next time, people. Go on, Stoke. There's a rhino in the kitchen. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do.